All right, there we go. Good evening, everybody. I hope you're having a pleasant evening. This is Robert Lee Camp coming to you live from Asheville area, North Kakalaki. North Kakalaki. <laughs> my son and I, my two-year-old son and I play this, these games, and I like to use funny words. And so I started using the word Kakalaki, and he just got a big giggle out of it, and he started repeating it. And I thought I would just look up the word and see what the heck's with Kakalaki, because I was in a movie, an, uh, an animated movie about animals and um, cartoon, whatever. And so I looked it up and North Carolina is called North Kakalaki. That's where the word came from. We don't know who made up the word, but that's where the word came from. So I thought that was kind of humorous. That here I am living in North Kakalaki all this time. Anyway, I hope you're having a pleasant evening. Um, a couple of people tried to join with really weird names and stuff, and I just wouldn't let them join. They were just very, very strange. <laughs> 15 years ago, huh? That's cool. So uh, what's new? Well, we've, we've started our uh, certification program, our Magi Card Science Certification Program. We have 35 people enrolled, and everybody's very excited to get started. And it's, it's like a new adventure. It's like a new phase because these 35 people, at least among them, those who graduate, will be taking this card knowledge out in a big way to the world. So I'm really um, excited about the possibility uh, of what will happen in the future. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the age where I'm feeling kind of like retiring. And uh, so, I'm not saying right away, but I think within a couple of years, I'll probably uh, phase out of this to some extent. And um, okay, so everybody should should be uh, muted. Okay, if you're not muted, I will try to mute you. But uh, there we go. Okay, stay muted until we get to the sharing part of this whole situation. So it's a very exciting time for me. It's like seeing, when I first started this work with the cards, I had a goal in mind. That was that everybody on the planet 
would be exposed to the system and have an opportunity to use it. I didn't think everybody would use it, but I wanted everybody to have a chance to use it. And the world population has doubled since then. <laughs> Maybe triple. I have to go back and look. <laughs> that was 30 years ago. I have to go see what the population was. But uh, it's a bigger job than it was back then. So anyway, it's happening. And I'm very, very happy about the people who joined. And I think it's going to be a really great group who are going to go on and take this knowledge to the world. And it's very interesting that about a third of the people in the group at least 10 or 12 are from other countries as far as China, um, Italy, Germany, uh, Australia, it, it's uh, Canada, a lot of people from Canada, so forth. So it's very uh, cool to see that we're gonna have a lot of people doing this in other countries and sharing this knowledge and getting people excited about this amazing card system that we use, okay? So I was, um, I was uh, listening to the radio the other day and, um, uh, you know, I flipped on this oldie station that I sometimes tune into it. And when I say oldie, I mean really old, like it's music from the 50s and 60s and 70s. And uh, they were playing this song by the Beach Boys, like, we'll have fun, fun, fun till daddy takes the T-bird away. And uh, I'm sure most, some of you who are getting you know, in your 50s or 60s, I've definitely heard the song. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Like, like 30 years ago, that was like a big concern. Daddy's going to take the T-bird away. Like how much things have changed? How much things have changed in our world? Like how many more things there are that we have to be concerned about to get through our life on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, it's just, it's mind-boggling. Uh, I, I think, you know, I think actually a wise man, a wise person back then could have predicted that this was going to happen. Uh, it could have been predicted that this was going to happen because you can just see the way things are going and the direction things are going. You can see. So, you know, here we were just burning oil like crazy and uh, not concerned about the environment at all for generations upon generations upon generations. And now it's, it's now where it's catching up to us. But there was just, I mean, even our most recent president uh, before Biden, Trump was just like totally ignorant to climate change, just like just completely turned a blind eye to it. Um, and, you know, that's one thing I really like about Biden is he's thinking about this climate change. And it's just interesting that him taking office, that now it's becoming really, everybody's starting to get on the bandwagon. Like, yeah, we got a problem. We got to do something about it. Um, so it's very interesting how things have shifted in our world and things are shifting fast. There's droughts everywhere. There's forest fires everywhere. And then there's floods in other places. There are so many countries now, I mentioned this in our last show, that are being ruled by dictators where, I mean, you should be so happy. Everybody on this call should be so happy and feel so fortunate 
that you live somewhere where you're not under the, the duress of some dictator that's just using the people for his or her own uh, desires and wishes. Because that's happening in so many countries now. I mean, maybe it was happening before 50 years ago. Maybe it just wasn't that well known. But today, it is just rampant everywhere you look. So it's very interesting. Um, throughout this whole year, um, the weather has been amazingly intense in a lot of places. Here in Asheville, where I live, the weather has been perfect. It has been beautiful. There has been no extremes. It rains every few days. It doesn't rain too much. It rains just enough. Um, it, it's, I would say to me, it's the perfect climate. Now it may not be the perfect climate for everybody. Some people really like California because it's so dry. It's, it's, it's dry, but it's, it's got a moderate temperature. Well, we have the same temperatures here, mostly that they have in California, but it's wet. And, and I like wet, I'm a cancer, I'm a water sign. And I, when I came here the first time, uh, I noticed that there was a lot of fog and dew around. And I could just see that this was a place that had a lot of water. I, would, I never wanted to live somewhere where there was a, a lack of water. That was definitely like, because water is life. Water is life. Sunshine is life too. But without the water, there's no life. Uh, you need both. And we get both here in, in the same, in the right proportion. So in ancient India, there was a, there was a, a knowing. There was a knowledge. There was, there was a knowledge. There was a, and we're talking 6,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago. So they would say that if a country was ruled or an area was ruled by a righteous king, that the weather would be beautiful there and the crops would grow because everything was in balance. And that would be because there would be righteousness over the land, prevailing in that land, okay? And I don't know if that has anything to do with what's going on today, but I do know that there's a lot of conscious people here in the town of Asheville. And we have, I mean, we have a spiritual teacher. She's awake and she teaches. I mean, it's not a big deal. She's, you know, it's not like, not like a big group or anything. But I do feel like there's a lot of consciousness here. And everybody feels it when they come here. People notice it. They, they tell me about it. And they go, yeah, when I first drove into town, I felt this like kind of lifting up in, in my energy. So it could be that we are somewhat protected here because we're in an area where there's more consciousness so you know i mean i'm happy to be here I'm, I'm happy that it worked out that way i don't know why i exactly i chose to be here except i just thought it was so beautiful and i have a lot of friends who live here and you know who came from other parts of the country and i've seen people come here who didn't like it here they stayed here for a year or so and they just left like they went back to california or sedona or someplace out, out west so but this is something that if you're conscious, you want to be around an area where there's more consciousness, if possible. California was always known to have high consciousness. I think it's changed quite a bit because it's become more Hollywood on one end and tech companies on the other. So 
I don't know if it's changed the energy there or not, but it could have because it was this place of consciousness, but it's not so much like that anymore, in my opinion. And I never liked it there because I like water and there just wasn't enough water. Plus it was overcrowded and expensive. I didn't like that part either. That's just me though. So, but everybody, all of us have our own individual karma. So regardless of where you live or what you're doing in your life right now, each of us have, has a karma that's been taking us through this life. And, you know, I remember when I joined the Order of the Magi that I had a talk with Rose, who was the channel. And um, she was a Leo Six of Clubs and she was just an ama amazing woman. But she made a, a very, she made sure that she imparted to me that my being initiated was, was my rightful good. These are the words she used. This is your rightful good. So it's like nobody can take this away from you. It's like you're getting initiated, not because of what we think you should be, but this is because of your deeds that you've done. So a lot of people don't realize that their karma is really good. A lot of you have really good karma, like you're gonna be okay almost no matter what happens. And if you look back on your life, you'll see you've always been okay. You've always been taken care of. I have clients that come to me sometimes and they have a really good chart and they're worried about the future. And I, and I just tell them sometimes, look at your life, how it's been. Has it been difficult? Has it been struggle? Has it been really, really hard? No, it hasn't. So why would you think it's going to change? This is your karma. You're living a life of your karma. Okay, and we're not gonna get into a big discussion about karma, but each of us has our rightful good, which is gonna carry us through things. You know, you hear about all these disasters and stuff, but we don't know, we just don't know the individual stories of each person that were involved in these mass disasters of one form or the other, whether it was dying on an airplane crash or whatever it was dying at the hands of terrorists or whatever it was, other natural causes or whatever, like hurricanes and things like that. We just don't know. And, and there's no way for us uh, in our current, the way we are, there's no way for our mind to really know what's really going on karmically, even for ourselves, We don't know all the different ins and outs of karma. I think I uh, mentioned this before, but in ancient India, they said that the mind just is incapable, incapable of understanding all of the ways of karma because it, it, it's so convoluted and it's so interwoven into everything. In the Mahabharata, which is a book that I read many times and I still read it sometimes, it has stories about people that lived four or 5,000 years ago. And it will tell the story of their life and things that happened to them, but it'll also go back and tell about the past life that caused this event to turn out the way that it did. It was very cool, that book, it's a really great book, actually. It's considered to be a book that if you read it, it brings higher consciousness just by reading the stories. So at, at any rate, these characters, you'll see that some of, the, some of the things that happened to them were already predestined by what happened in the previous lifetime. It had to be that way. And some of the stories were tragic and some of them were really good. Like some people had really a conquesting kind of a life and other people had really tragedy sort of lives, you know? So there's no way to really know all of it. 
But you can pretty much guess that if your life has gone on this far and you've been doing good, that your life's going to continue to go on and do good. Okay? It's going to continue to do, to go on and do good. And you'll make the right choice. You'll make the right choice to move if you if it's you'll feel that energy and you'll and you'll move when it's time. And you'll be in the right place at the right time and not in this place where an asteroid hits or something like that. You know. So there's there is increasing pressure because we've been going at this as a society from this ego place and the ego is a destructive element it's destructive in all of us it's i mean i was thinking about starting this talk out with a meditation you know and just to just to like have us stop for a minute and feel inside what part of us doesn't want to be here right now in this moment like what there's i can feel this when i take when i take these meditations that i do i can feel there is this resistance inside of me there's this part of me that does not want to open up to what really is it wants something to be different than it is you know i feel this and i thought it'd be great if we try that maybe we'll do that another time have a little meditation in the beginning uh, of this podcast whatever but when you, how many minutes a day are each of us spending just getting in touch with what's going on inside? Like, how are we feeling about what is in our life right now? Are we, are we okay with it? Are, are, are we afraid about it? Are we, are we upset about it? How, let me, I'm not sure I can put this into words, but how can we be totally okay and open with this right now moment in our life this right now moment like whatever you're feeling right here in the heart i do a meditation where i actually put my hands uh, on my heart and, and it actually helps me it helps me to because my hands are warm and after a few minutes of breathing and uh just feeling into what's going on I get into a very deep place pretty quick. It's, it's really, really, it's very healing. It's almost like sleeping and waking up and feeling like healed. And uh, it's like that, but it's not sleeping. It's during the daytime and so forth. But I do this meditation and I just feel into like, where am I? Am I with what is or am I fighting what is? Am I resisting what is? See, so here we are. Everybody on this call, I'm sure, considers himself to be spiritual in some way. We all consider ourselves to be spiritual, you know, and we are. We are. We're all seeking the truth on some level. Okay, so like now is the time, more than ever, now is the time to, to make that connection inside with what's real, inside of yourself. Like, don't worry about the world for a minute. Just put the world aside. And just feel how you feel about whatever. And it could be how you feel about the world. It could be how you're feeling about anything going on in your life. But take that time to connect with yourself. This is uh, a time of extreme extremes in all ways and stress. And it's very would be very easy for any of our minds to go crazy thinking about the future. I mean, <laughs> the list of things, of bad things that could happen is almost infinite. It is like amazing. 
And yet, if you look at your life, you'll see that you're living a good life. So it's, it's really important that we stop, take time and stop and be with what is really happening inside. You know, it's been really helpful for me. I've been sick a lot for the last two months and I even got tested for COVID because I thought I might have it. I ended up not having it, but I've had lower energy and had coughing and so forth and so on. And it's getting better, but it's just persisting, but I'm not fighting with it. I might've fought it a little bit. I might've fought against it. I might've complained about it at some point. I don't remember. Um, but overall, I'm just okay because right now everything is okay. It's beautiful here. It's beautiful in my life. It's beautiful in my world. I have a lot of things to be grateful for. And that's what I try to focus on. So it's not that I'm ignorant though. I'm not, I'm, I'm paying attention. I do read the news. Um, Lena, my wife, does not read the news. She doesn't, I mean, I'll tell her stories about things that are going on, but she's not really interested. Um, and that's okay. I mean, that's fine. I think that's one way to go. I like to just be aware of, I kind of have this desire to feel what's happening in the world. And there's so much, so much really uh, negative, you might say, stuff going on right now. So I like to feel into that. And, uh, you know, I, I went to China, you know, and I understand China. I understand why China is the way it is. And I really do see that a part of who, how they are is really for protecting their people. They're really about, the government's about taking care of the people. And it's interesting when you look at the Democrats and Republicans, the Democrats are all about taking care of the people. It's, it's not that much different. The democratic way is not a whole lot different than the communist way. It's a commune. We're all together. We're taking care of each other. We're, that's, that was the theory anyway behind it all. So it's very, very similar. It's very interesting, you know, because I look at the Democrats and Republicans and I see like how I've been pretty much a Republican my whole life because I'm an ace of diamonds and I feel like I can do it and I can take care of myself. I don't need the government to do it for me. And I've always been on that side of it for most of my life. But now I see that it doesn't, I'm not, I don't need to take a side anymore. I just need to like, just watch what's going on and just be attentive to what's going on inside of me and keep my heart open, keep my heart flowing in my life. And I think that's the, the real answer for a lot of us in this crazy 21st century that we're living in now. I, um, I wrote this song um, a long time ago when I was actually, geez, I think I was only uh, 22 years old. <laughs> I wrote this rock and roll song called 21st Century Blues. And I was thinking I would play a, a little bit of it for you guys on our, on, in between our break here that's coming up. So it's a little loud and obnoxious. So I just want to warn you, you can turn your volume down if you want to. <laughs> it's it's pretty much a uh, you know it's it's a lot of guitars drums and and loudness and uh, it's called the 21st century blues. So what we're going to do is everybody should look search on your on your application however you're accessing this for reactions. There's a little I can see it on the bottom of my screen and you there's one there that says 
It's for raising hand, raise hand. So we're gonna move into the sharing and question part of this program after this song. So if you would like to share, then please raise your hand and I will call upon you uh, when we get back after we listen to 21st century blues. <laughs> okay, let me see if I can find it real quick. And I had it up recent meeting. Yeah, here we go. Get ready, here it comes. Okay, I think that's enough rock and roll for one night. <laughs> okay, I see we have some hands up. Yay, got some hands up. Let me get my software ready here. Uh, let me turn my video back on. Stop video. Okay, and get my software going. Where is it? Boom. And Christina, you were, you were uh, first. So uh, go ahead and unmute yourself. Hello, Christina. How's it going? Cool song. I really liked it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Very cool. I, I have a question. Um, is there some point of, in the cards where you've noticed as you look at people's life spread, spiritual spreads over the years where there's a certain year that you notice there's some shift? You know, like, for example, like, is there a point at which it seems like a lot of the population leaves the planet and there's some kind of a reset or well, is there I mean, uh, it sounds like you haven't read my books very much because I talked about that this is discussed in my books quite a bit. Like there's the critical year where a lot of people die, age 52. Uh, just a lot of people die around that age. Not all of them do, but there's, a, there's a, definitely a 
a shift that happens at that age for everybody. And there's other years and other cycles that each person goes through at different times that where there's major life changes and shifts that happen. So, more of um, not so much the personal uh, year age, yeah. but is, is there a year like say, let's say 2036, 37, oh, where I you see. notice no. a pattern of cards? There may be, but I don't do that. I don't do any of that. Okay. I, I just deal with people's personal karma. I don't deal with like something that's going to happen to the whole world. That doesn't, mm. that doesn't, I don't believe in that stuff, first of all. I don't believe, it's like, it's like Sting said in one of his songs, at the end of the song, people go crazy in congregations. They only get better one by one. You know, I believe that people, they, their lives change and improve based on their own uh, choices, basically, you know? And so I don't believe there's going to be anything that happens in the heavens, some alignment of planets or anything like that that's going to come down and cause humanity to all of a sudden stop having an ego. Do you understand? Mm. The ego is the cause of all these problems. All of it is caused by the ego, the identified, the, the self that we think we are, which is the story in our head. We think we are the story in our head. And that's the cause of, I can, I can detail it for you really, but the, the cause of all of humanity's problems is right there. And nothing, nothing that happens in the heavens is going to change that. However, there is, you know, there's this, in Indian, uh, from India, in the, in the Vedic cosmology, there's these grand ages called yugas. And at the end of each yuga, uh, they say Lord Vish Vishnu incarnates and he comes onto the planet and there's a huge, a huge war where 90% uh, or, or, or maybe not that much, but a great percentage of the population gets killed. And, and it starts the, a new age, a new age is Ashraya. And according to that cosmology, in about 80,000 years, there's gonna be a guy coming, riding on a white horse, whose name uh, is, is Kauki, and he will bring in the next age and it'll be the age of light. We will go from this age of, this is the worst age of all, the age of darkness, Kali Yuga. And uh, we're gonna go right into the highest age <laughs> according to the age Indian cosmology. But we're only 4,000 years into it at this point. And it's, you know, you can just see how things have changed in 4,000 years. So I hope that answers your question. That's the best answer I have. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Okay, um, Kusha, Kusha, Yadav, can you unmute yourself? Kusha? Yeah, hi. By the way, guys, don't put your picture up if you don't want to show up on the recording here. I just want you to know, because uh, we are recording this and it will end up being a podcast, so. Okay, go ahead, Kusha. Yeah, hi. Uh, so one of my friend, Alice, who is on this call, uh, ran a destiny report and uh, because I'm having a lawsuit trouble since 2016 and it is getting worse. This is my husband's ex-wife and their children. 
uh, I am at a point where I am not sure what I ha- have to do. I'm like in, uh, yeah, it's almost like I'm in depression right now. Sure. I mean, it sounds like a horrible situation that's just getting worse. Yeah, it is getting worse. What do I do? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you're not going to like my answer, first of all. You're not going to like it. Because you don't want to do it. You don't want to let go. You understand? Yeah. Like, no, like, every, like everybody's fighting in this situation. They're all feeling right about it, right? You feel like you're right. They feel like they're right. Everybody's trying to be right. Everybody wants to be right. And they want to fight about it. That's the ego. It's a big fight with the egos. You understand? The only way you're going to get out of it is if you pull out of it yourself. Like that you just don't, you don't fight anymore. Stop fighting. Let let the universe have some faith in the universe. Let it unfold and see what happens without you resisting and fighting. Don't participate in the whole story. It's a big story that's not getting you anywhere. It's a big story just getting worse. It's like your future looks very dark. Like you want to, you probably feel like killing yourself sometimes or something. It's so bad. You understand? So you got to pull yourself out of this by stopping the madness, the insanity. You can look in your cards and you may see victory in the future or you may see failure in the future. You know, we can always look, but it's no guarantee because whatever energy's got you into this has got you stuck in it. Whatever a part of you is invested in this situation and that you have enemies and you're fighting with them, that part of you is the problem. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I thought if you're right, then everything works for you. So if, I, I, if I'm not wrong, because I'm not wrong in this. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. You're already wrong because you're fighting with somebody else. Everybody who's fighting is wrong. Everybody who's fighting is already wrong. You're already wrong because you're fighting. You're resisting what is. You're resisting the truth of what is in the moment. Do you understand? Okay. Think about it. Just just hang out with that a little bit. You know, seek to have self-understanding about this. The, you know, I, I had a situation with a woman that was uh, trolling me online and posting negative things about me on Facebook for years. It went on for literally over 10 years. And it really made me feel bad. I, I had to, I had to really open myself up to what it was making me feel and what I was resisting and fighting about with her. Because I, of course I wanted to fight her. I wanted to take her to court. I wanted to do all kinds of things, but I was avoiding how I was feeling inside about it. And once I focused more on my feelings of what's going on. She wasn't my enemy anymore. She was just doing what she did. And there was nothing I could do about it. I had no power at all in the situation. I couldn't stop her. There was nothing, I, I tried everything I could, nothing I could do to stop her. And, but I just stopped, I just stopped getting upset about it because I felt everything about it that was inside of me. And when I did, I got to a new place where I just, I didn't care. It's not like I didn't care or anything. It's like, it didn't bother me anymore. 
I just did what I had to do and I was no longer bothered by it, but it wasn't, and it wasn't fake. I wasn't making it up that I wasn't bothered. I was, I really truly wasn't bothered anymore. And I just have compassion for her because she was so convinced that I was hacking into her computer and her phone and her home network and her website. And there's nothing I could do to change her mind. It was completely hopeless. And because I healed myself, it disappeared. So how do I heal myself? I'm sorry, what'd you say? So how do I heal myself? You have to go inside and feel what you're feeling about all this stuff. And really go in there and let yourself be with you. You're the one who's resisting it. Why are you resisting it? What does it make you feel that you don't want to feel? You know, what are you afraid of? It's going to happen. What's your deepest fear that's being brought up by all this? These are the things you have to be with. They're part of you. And the universe is bringing them to you for you to look at. You have an opportunity now to be with some of the parts of yourself that you might have pushed away most of your life. See? Hmm. Think about it. That's, yeah. my, that's my best advice because, you know, if you continue fighting, it's going to be the same story, just getting worse and you getting older every year. You understand? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. Thank you so much. Okay, Kusha. So I'm going to, I'll let you go so I can take some other calls, but thank you for sharing. I appreciate you opening up and sharing. Okay. Okay. Monica's phone. <laughs> can you unmute yourself, Monica? Yes. Oh, you did. Oh, well. Yes. <laughs> okay, back off the mic there. You're like coming in too loud. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Hold on a minute. Let me. Um... That's okay. You're good. You're okay. good. You're good. Just don't okay. talk quite so loud. You'll be fine. Okay. I, um, I am curious. I just, um, I'm curious about my relationship. I mean, about my love life. Sure. Um, and I just met someone, so I'm kind of wanting to know what direction that will go in. What's your birthday? It's 10-20-1969. Okay, and um, do you know the birthday of this other person? Yes, it's uh, 10 October 08, 1975. Okay. So this is an ace of diamonds. Are you aware of that? Yes, I am. Otherwise, probably one of the most, one of the more unmarriageable birthdays in the year. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, and you, you're at two o'clock. So like relationship is very, very important to you. Right. You know, and I mean, you do have a side, you have that Jack of Diamonds as your second card. So you have a side that likes to play and have freedom too. Yeah. But I do think that having stability in a relationship is a little bit more important to you. It is, yes. Okay. So, you know, you have to be very, you have to be a little bit cautious when you meet an Ace of Diamonds guy because most of them have no interest in being with one woman. Okay. You know, I mean, they'll be with you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, um, 
I think you guys have, let me see. Uh, you have some good connections. There's compatibility there, okay? But, you know, being compatible with the devil is not going to change the devil from being the devil. Right. You understand? <laughs> right. It's not going to change their basic behavior and your basic behavior. It's not right. going to change. Two of clubs typically have a lot of fear of abandonment, you know, and the Jack of Diamonds has a fear of losing their freedom. These are your cards. Right. And, and the Ace of Diamonds is like so many women in so little time. And the Five of Hearts is like freedom at all cost. See? Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's possible that, you know, with consciousness, people can act differently than their card, but it's very rare to see that. It's, okay. it's pretty rare. You know, so I, I look in your cards right now and uh, I don't see that he's, he's not showing up in a significant way that I can okay. see. Okay. So I think this might just be a short term affair. Okay. Uh, if I were to guess. Okay. okay. Uh, and I don't see him around next year either. <laughs> okay, well, that's what I needed you, to know. But you know, <laughs> if you're single and you're just getting back into things, it it wouldn't yeah. be it wouldn't be a bad thing to have some company. You know, it's up to you. Right. Yeah. 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 You, you know, you're just I don't know your situation, but sometimes we're in like a transition situation where right we're getting right back we're getting back into dating, but. Uh, we don't even know what we want yet. So then you, right. attract, then you yeah. attract somebody who, who's like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate Monica, that. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate okay. you uh, being so open. Okay. Thanks so much. Sure. Bye-bye. Okay. Jacqueline, you're up next. Well, good evening, Robert. Well, hello. How, are, <laughs> how art thou? How art thou? <laughs> well, I think I'm doing pretty good. I have a birthday coming up in a little less than two weeks on 829. I'm a 10 of hearts and 10 okay. of diamonds. And uh, it's interesting. What year were you born? 1961. Okay. So good. when I look at my year-long cards for my birth card, they're all, well, Four of them are hearts, and the displacement card is my planetary ruling card this coming year. And I have the nine of hearts as my Pluto card. Then I go to my planetary ruling card, and I have the ace of hearts. Mm -hmm. So what's your situation card. right now? What's your situation right now? You're single? Yes, yes. And uh, so I have both ends of the spectrum under Pluto. <laughs> so yeah, but I'm at, I'm at, well, I, I don't know. It's just, see, all these, this cards, all the meaning of these cards depends entirely on your, on you and your situation where you're at. Okay. So what's, what is the deal? Like, what's your situation? How, if you're single, how long have you been single? I have never been married. I'm not talking about marriage person. I'm talking about how many people are you having sex with? Let's just say that. Oh, well, I'm not in a relationship right okay. now. I, I just yeah. asked you how many yeah. people are you having sex with? You don't have to be in a relationship to have sex. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> okay, none. Okay, good. That's 
That's a big line. Believe it or not, I have to ask my clients that sometimes. Like, you know, are you having sex with somebody? Because they'll say, I'm not in a relationship. And then, oh, yeah, but there's this guy I see him in once in a while. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I have to be, I have to ask blunt questions sometimes to get stuff coming out. So, so you're not dating anybody right now. No, no, I'm kind of focused on my own uh, spiritual growth and where I want to, what direction I want to take once I leave my, you know, job, job and that kind of thing. I'm more focused there uh-huh. than I am on. Well, you do have a number of hearts here, so there may be some emotional interaction this year. Okay, just be prepared with all these hearts that there may be, you have a three hearts long range. I, you know, in spite of what you, in spite of what we want or say we want, sometimes the universe has other plans for us, you know? And three of hearts can mean you're dating a couple of people. You got awfully, you got awfully quiet there. Well, I was just trying to synthesize. I don't think I've ever recalled seeing a, my year-long cards um, all red, for one thing. And I yeah. just try to synthesize uh, what this means. Well, I mean, every, all these things mean something in relationship to what you are and what you're doing. So you have a seven of hearts environment and a seven of hearts displacement. Okay. So environment means that you're like giving love to people. Displacement means that you're dealing with fears of abandonment in the context of a relationship with other people. It doesn't even have to be a personal relationship. It could just be friends even that you could have this come up with, okay? So, and you have an Ace of Hearts Pluto, which means searching for what really matters to you, what you really love. And you have a Nine of Hearts Pluto, which means probably letting go of something regarding relationship in the way of being. I mean, a nine of hearts Pluto and a five of hearts result could be somebody getting married. Did you know that? Oh, no, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> well, nine means ending up being single and five means change in your relationship status. Okay. Well. <laughs> I've seen people get married under a nine of hearts long range or a five of hearts long range many times. So I'm just letting you know that a lot of this stuff you don't even know. Generally speaking, you don't know the meaning of these year-long cards until you get around your Mars period of the year. So okay. you gotta okay. see how things develop. But you know, with what I see here, I'd be surprised if you hadn't had some dates or something by, by the time your Mars period shows up. Because you have a three in Venus and an ace in Venus, two threes in Venus actually. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Well, thank you, Robert. You're welcome, you Jacqueline. Me, you gave me a whole new perspective on that nine of hearts card. The, well, then I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Jacqueline. Yeah, you too. Pleasure talking to you. Okay. Bye -bye. Okay, Anil. Yes, Robert. How are you, sir? Jay Guan. How are you? How are you? Yeah. Um, Robert, uh, well, I mean, you talked about Hinduism, you talked about India, you talked about Mahabharata, I think you talked about Gita. You know, I'm a Hindu by birth and, and I'm a Jyotish, I'm a Hindu astrologer. Cool, very cool. 
Okay, yeah, so, but um, see, Jyotish, uh, the Hindu astrology is called the eye of the Vedas. Uh-huh. You know, the, the Vedas are the oldest scriptures for... for yes, mankind. I used to have so, some of them actually here. Yeah, I have some. Yeah, so Jyotish is the eye of the Vedas. So what is the origin of the destiny cards? Well, the only thing we have about it is what only Richmond, Richmond wrote about it in his book, The Mystic Test Book, which is the first book that ever even mentioned it. And he said that the system uh, was around in the days of Atlantis. And he said 20,000 years ago, and uh, he didn't really elaborate. It, it sounded to me like it was kind of given to humanity somehow by some higher beings, you know, they, they gave it. I mean, when you look at the earth and how everything is so perfect in the earth, I mean, how the earth came about as compared to all, they're discovering all these things about space and they're so, they haven't found any solar systems like ours where there's four rocky planets and four gas giants. They, they haven't found this anywhere in, in the heavens yet. And the conditions that had to happen for us to have the moon that we have and everything else is just so amazing that it almost seems like it could not be like some kind of coincidence that there had to have been some hand in it. So if that's true, then it's probably where this system came from too, because this system is matches our calendar of the earth perfectly. See, it's all based on the calendar of the earth. It's just a symbolic representation of the cycles of the earth that has a way of predicting and understanding our life paths, just like Vedic astrology, but it's like a different form. You know, uh, Robert, I got my time. Well, I'm a Hindu astrologer. I give reading to others. Yes. Um, you know, somebody read my card and uh, there were similar conclusions I saw, saw, you know, so it looks like it is coming from the same origin. Well, I, I think if any system is valid, I think it should give you something very similar as far as the story or the result that you get, right? It should, it should say that kind of the same thing in some way, don't you think? If it's valid, like that's why I tell people they should always test this system and any other system out, test it to see, is it, is it really true before you give yourself over to it, like in a belief way? Okay, so, well, ask the last question, Robert. I know others are waiting. Sure, sure. Okay, you know, according to the Hindu system, I have got an exalted Shani, Saturn, in the seventh house. Okay, yeah, and nice. Very, very exalted, you know, exactly uh -huh. 10 degrees, you know, the most exalted, you know, in the seventh house of marriage, you know? Sure. And, and the ruler of the seventh is Venus, which is not in a very good position. And I am, and I have not been in, married. I married once. It was an arranged marriage. And, what's your What's your birthday? Okay, second August, nineteen fifty-four. Okay, well that explains it. Fifty-four. <laughs> yes, sir. Second August. Well, see, you're, you know, you're a jack of diamonds, uh, and you're a Leo too, and, and this is Western, okay. So Jack of Diamonds do not want to give up their freedom. You understand? So I don't know how you've read your own Vedic chart, but I use, I do Western astrology 
And it's more psychologically based astrology. And people who are Jack of Diamonds have an issue with freedom. They worship their freedom and they, they, they consider it priceless. They don't want to give it up. And marriage would be giving up your freedom. You but is there a possibility of a relationship? There, there's always a possibility of a relationship, but how far are you willing to go? Like you have to ask yourself, what do you really want? What would be an ideal relationship for you? You know, it, I, I don't think there's any problem in you attracting women. Is there? No. No. You, you, women come to you. So what do you do with them? What do you do? You push them well, away? You... Uh, sir, I was taking care of my mother for 25 years and she recently, oh. so, so, uh, so I could not devote time. I see. I see. So for 25 years, she was with me. Yes, I understand. Uh, so now, is there a possibility, do you see, according to the destiny cards, to have a... Well, yeah, you have a queen of hearts long range this year. That's a really strong card for relationship. You have a two of hearts result card. So I would say, be prepared to meet somebody this year and to have, not necessarily marriage right away, but definitely a romantic relationship. But when you say year, it means... The, the year just began on your birthday. Okay. Okay. Okay, Robert. Well, I'm learning. Okay, I'll ask you a last question, sir. Well, I'm very interested in your science. And uh, which book should I start with of yours? You should get these two books: Cards of Your Destiny and Love Cards, because there are two halves of the, of the system. See, Cards so, of Your Destiny. Yes, is one and of the them. second one. Love Cards. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure to meet you. And thanks for being on the show, Anil. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You're, you're very welcome. Okay. Uh, Wendy, you're up. Is Wendy here? I don't know if Wendy's uh, actually here or not. So we might have to move on. And we're getting close to our time. So let's go to Dex. Are you there, Dex? Hello, sorry. Okay, Dex, uh, go ahead and mute yourself. Wendy finally showed up. I'm so sorry. I just, I had to, I had to go to the kitchen. and It's okay. Them. It's okay. Um, okay. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm a four of diamonds. I was born on August 9th, 1961. Yep. And my husband is a jack of spades he was born february 1st 1948 uh -huh. and we're in the process of a divorce mm -hmm. which kind of caused me blindsided but what caused me more to be blindsided was the things that you know i thought we were having one conversation and i learned that there was there were things he was doing in the background that were contradictory and i basically had a huge awakening over a period of about two and a half weeks that well, I'm still really well you're from. married you're married to one of the most potentially dishonest cards in the whole deck <laughs> I did not know that because uh, well you... they're very good at hiding it they're they're experts at portraying whatever you would like them to be well I, I learned that the last two and a half weeks um and yeah it, yeah it must be a little shocking I bet I'm like in PTSD, I have to tell you. I'm just coming to the point where I can emotionally react to it. So you need to get yourself a, you need to get yourself a good attorney. I have one, and okay. that's the process that we're in. Well, and you're up against out, you're up against a super devious person 
who is an expert at manipulating other people. That's what you're up against. And as soon as you decide you're divorcing him, you become his mortal enemy. You understand? Yes. No more love. It's you're his enemy. So you better have a really good attorney. And I suggest you get one who's a queen of hearts if you can find one. The queen of hearts attorney would be the best. They never lose. You ask them their birthday and you find out. The next best is a four of clubs. Okay. Okay. So I, I have a question. I don't know if you if it's something you could see and you know because I've tried looking in my you know future with my you know destiny cards and that. Sure. I mean, do I have a chance of success at fighting him in court? Well, like I said, if you're prepared, if you're prepared, you could fight him in court. Absolutely. But like I just said, you have to have a really good attorney, you know, to do this. You have good cards for it. You have good cards for it this year. Okay. So, so you know, and you, your basic, your basic karma is a little better than his for fighting for, for legal matters. Okay. So the odds are in your favor, but you have to take appropriate action. You have to realize you're at war right now. You're at war. Okay. And he's your enemy. And he, he might, you know, I don't know how, what extent he'll go to. You better, have to, you better be protected and you better have an attorney that knows what they're doing and who's aggressive and knows how to deal with a, a very clever, devious man. You understand? I'm understanding. I mean, this is kind of like the continuation of the PTSD, but I appreciate your brutal honesty. Well, that's what I would give you if you're my client. I would tell you, get off your ass and get a really good attorney who wins all these cases. Okay, well, I'm praying I have one because I hired one and I gave a retainer. And her, I husband is a, her husband's a jack of spades and an eight of spades, by the way, in case you guys didn't catch that. So Jack of Spades is the thief card. So one-eyed Jack. And the Eight of Spades is a dominator card. So, you know, he's going to try to dominate you. Trust me, he's going to. And you better be prepared. You better have your guns out. <laughs> okay? I appreciate that. Your, card, your cards look good. Your cards look okay. Okay, so don't hesitate to, you're gonna have to be mean. Thank you for that. It okay. makes me feel better because I still have this guilt. It's not in my nature to be mean. Right. Well, when you when you find out the full extent of what he's doing up to, it's going to break your heart, you know. But you in in this divorce thing, you have to go at it as if you are mortal enemies. That's the only way you can approach it. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm, you, thank you. you. I really you're very it. welcome. Have a nice evening. You too. Okay. Okay, Dex, go ahead. Oops. Hello, Robert. There you are, Dex. Hey, how's it going, man? It's going well. Glad to hear it. I have a friend that's getting married, and he requested I be the best man. Uh -huh. and, I was, and I read in the books, I have all your books and all the software. Um, can you guide me again to which book that states what's the best day to get married for a couple i'll just give you the best days really quickly because it's not in the book okay 
So the best days for marriage are king of clubs, six of clubs, eight of clubs, queen of hearts, and king of hearts. Those are the best days. So pick one of those days that's within his range of dates, you know, that he's open to. And would, that, would that be his or hers daily card? No, no. It's the day. It's the card that rules the day. Because, see, the marriage is a new entity that's being born. So these dates have really good marriage karma. So if the marriage starts on one of those days, then this marriage has that card. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, but I'm still confused as where do I look to see what day that is? Because all I know is like I have look, a... Look in the back of the book, the, the birthday chart. Oh, okay. I see. So whatever day. I got That's you. That's right. Not the particular individual's day. Right. That's That's nothing to do with their day. It has to do with... So it's like having a child. You want to have this child have the best karma possible. So you pick a good day for the child to be born. And the the child has the karma of that day. See, King of clubs, six of clubs, eight of clubs, queen of hearts, and king of hearts. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Grandmaster. You're welcome, Dex. Have a great night. Good to hear from you. Good. Okay. Okay, Riva, are you still there? Yes, I'm here, Robert. First time joiner. Zoom. Right. Nice, nice, ha- nice having you. Can you turn your volume down just a little bit? Thank you. Yeah. On your mic. Um, okay, so lately I've been feeling restless. I just need to know what's going on with me. My birthday is 11-20-1970. Okay. Um, and I also have a mother that had to have uh, minor surgery, but she can't really move around. My sister's there helping her in Buffalo. I'm in Atlanta and I really don't want to go, but I know she needs help, but I really do not want to travel out there. And I wonder why. You have a travel card right now, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, I can understand you not wanting to go. What's your mom's birthday? 1203. 1203? Yep. Oh, okay. So let's see. 27. What? Two of diamonds? Two diamonds. Yeah, she's a two of diamonds. Yeah. And four of spades. Yeah. You're a four of spades too. So that's where you got it from, from your mom. So you guys have a lot. You have a lot in common with your mom. Well, I wish I didn't, but okay. People have to <laughs> Don't tell me that. That's I'm gonna have to kill myself now. <laughs> Answers love their mommies, <laughs> but uh, yeah, mirrors. <laughs> well, you know, when you have the same card, it means you're mirrors of each other, and what you're not liking, what you see. You know, it's an opportunity, but it's really hard. Parents are very, parents are very, very hard. Uh, I don't know anybody who totally successfully dealt with their whole parent thing. I mean. It's just so hard. It's easy just to ignore them. <laughs> but anyway, you have um, you have your mother as your result card this year also. Okay. So you might be getting a lot more involved than you imagine with her in the coming months. Just see what happens. You'll do the right, you'll do the right thing. And you said I do have travel, right? Yeah, you have a five of hearts right now. And this period just started. Well, it started on the 8th of August. 
eight days ago. What ruling planet is that? It's, it's in your four of spades spread, your Uranus card. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. So would I be, one more question, and I, would I be looking at my four of clubs and my four of spades? I would, would you I would. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I would, okay. definitely. I look all at, right. I look at all of them. Yeah, is that helpful? Yes, very, because it tells me a little bit about my mom. <laughs> that <I didn't. laughs> that uh, I'm actually yeah looking into a mirror okay <laughs> got it hate to be the bearer of bad news but <laughs> that helps me a lot it really well you know me. just imagine um I mean the theory is if you can come to a place of acceptance of your mother it's coming into an acceptance of yourself of that part of yourself that's like her Let's see so think about that I could make a big transformation for you. I definitely will. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, you. Riva. Thanks for sharing tonight. Have a great night. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. We're, we've run out of time, and my two-year-old has just come home from playing with his mom and his best friend, so I'm going to have to go. But thank you all for being here and participating tonight. It's been a pleasure having you. I recognize some of your names, and I wish I had more time to talk to everybody. I see people from the past, like Carolyn and Bruce and other people, and just want to say hi. And thank you all. Thank you all for coming. And I'm going to start having more shows more frequently. And uh, if you have an idea or a topic you would like, send me an email. Be happy to consider it. All right. So have a great night. Take care. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. I mean, it was my first time and I enjoyed the show very, very much. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks for being here. Thank you, sir. Enjoyed having you all.